sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. Here's the 0-1. This is going to be a tough play. Play it. The Cubs win the World Series. You are locked on Cubs. Your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. But we didn't come here to drink beer. We came here to win this ball game. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I said to the Uber boy, I said, take me out with the crowd. What's going on, Cubs fans? You are listening to Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. I am your host, Sean Sears, and on today's Monday episode, we are talking about this Cubs roster that it has finalized for the most part. Um, we'll go over who made the cut here in this first segment. Uh, talk about some extensions in the second segment. We got some news about Anthony Rizzo towards the end of last week and this weekend, and then some more news from John Heyman this morning on 670 to score, talking with Molly and Hanny. Hanny, we'll talk about that in the second segment, and then we'll finish up the show uh, discussing some bold predictions made by The Athletic, specifically talking about the Cubs rotation in 2021. Some cool stuff. So we'll tie on that here in the third and final segment. But today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get yourself 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, some of the best tasting protein bars you will find. But here in this first segment, the Cubs have whittled down their roster to the final 26. Uh, currently, the starting lineup should look something along the lines of Anthony Rizzo at first, David Bodie at second, Chris Bryant at third. That's right, David Bodie at second. Chris Bryant at third. Javier Baez at short. Wilson Contreras catching. Jock Peterson in left. Ian Happ in center. Jason Hayward in right field. The starting rotation has been officially set. Kyle Hendricks will be the opening day starter this Thursday. Jake Arrieta will follow up with him shortly after. Zach Davies, Trevor Williams, and Adbert Alzali should get that final roster spot. That means the bench currently looks, or the bullpen will look Something with Alec Mills. It'll be Craig Kimbrell, Brandon Workman, Andrew Chafin, Jason Adam, Dan Winkler, Ryan Tapira, Rex Brothers, Dylan Maples, and then Alec Mills will be that six-man, swingman type of guy. He'll definitely see some starts this year. Ross has already mentioned he trusts Mill in whatever role he puts him, whether that's one inning, whether that's a start, whatever it may be. He's going to lean on Mills to do a little bit of everything this year, which I think makes sense. Him and Elzelay are both two guys. They think they can do that. The bench right now looks like Eric Sogart, Matt Duffy, and Jake Marsnick. Uh, making that cut, and then whoever the backup catcher should be. It's expected to probably be P.J. Higgins, um, but Austin Romine, he's been dealing with a right knee sprain. He should be on this team at some point. Uh, We'll have to see. He's someone to definitely keep tabs on. Uh, He hasn't seen any game action in weeks, but it sounds like his recovery is going across just fine. Uh, If the Cubs did need to pick up a veteran catcher, the Athletic specifically mentions Jeff Mathis and Drew Butera as being those guys here. Uh, It, I mean, the expect uh, the expectation should be PJ Higgins gets that final roster spot, but that's what this team's going to look like. That means Nico Horner not on this roster. He's going to start out in AAA. Um, That's kind of interesting because both, obviously, both. Nico and David Bodie were having great seasons, but David Ross specifically addressed this and said it was less about Nico Horner and more about David Bodie. In a quote from Ross, he says, it's an opportunity for David that he's earned and deserved. It's a chance to play every day at second base. He's going into this fourth season in the major leagues, put up good numbers, played great defense, and he has never really gotten a chance to play every day. This is true. 
Uh, very true, obviously. Uh, David Bodie has put in the work, has been that, I think we all just kind of assumed he was going to be the utility role, especially when he signed that extension a couple of years ago. Um, I think everyone just kind of expected Bodie would be a bench bat for the foreseeable future, but he's played well. He's had a solid spring training, just like Nico Horner, and honestly, he's, he's had the hotter bat of the two recently. It's interesting, though, because Nico Horner, obviously uh, an upgrade at defense, I would say, over David Bodie, who's no slouch, but clearly not the type of player that Horner was. He obviously, Horner was a Gold Glove finalist at second base last year, despite the limited role and time he played at second base. So that says a lot about what they're expecting from him. Uh, on top of that, Horner also finished the spring with an OPS of 1052. 1052 OPS for that second baseman. Impressive stuff, but even more for the Cubs to say that they feel like David Bodie is that guy. Eric Sogart gets that final spot on the bench. Um, I think we kind of expected something like that. I figured a lefty would make this roster. I think the biggest surprise is probably Matt Duffy. Um, even more surprising, it sounds like the Cubs are DFAing, uh, DFAing Ildemaro Vargas. Um, uh, interesting. I um I would have liked to see him stick around. I, I I'm assuming he's probably going to get a shot someplace else. The switch hitter, you know, there's a reason he's available. He can't hit from the left side, but um, still the versatility he provided positional wise is great. But that being said, Matt Duffy can kind of fill some of those roles. He is more of a focus on the corner infield spots. He's the third and first baseman could play maybe corner outfield. Um, I guess you could maybe stick him at second base. He's definitely not a shortstop caliber guy, but a guy that I I think could you know find his way, uh, I guess, on this roster. The Cubs apparently like his simple approach at the plate. He has calm at bats. Um, he seems like a solid veteran presence that uh, apparently San Francisco really appreciated when he was with them um, a couple years ago playing with the Giants. It feels like the Cubs are feeling like they want that type of, I guess, veteran presence as well, too. But um, the other kind of bummer situation about this, too, is it does seem like Horner, I believe, if he's down in the minors for 36 days, the Cubs get another year of service time. I don't think the Cubs are playing service manipulation at this point. I think it's fair to say Nico Horner probably deserved and needed to be on, uh, you know, spend more time in the minors, probably needed to go to AAA, refine some of his approach. Obviously, he was he was hitting great in spring training, and that's awesome. But, um, you know, this is a guy that was the first person called up in uh, from the 2018 draft class. He got, you know, in his final, I think it was like 50 plate appearances, some quote or a stat pulled out of uh, the athletic article I was reading. I think it was something like 50% of his plate appearances towards the end of the 2019. He was slugging like 306 and OPS of 256. Uh, that's, that's just not going to cut it. Uh, he posted a 259 slugging in 2020. You know, you don't take too much stock into those numbers, but clearly I, I think it's fair to say that uh, Horner probably needed a little more seasoning despite the hot spring training. So I'm fine with this, especially because David Bodie has played solid and a 1065 OPS this spring uh, crushes low fast balls, plays solid defense. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. I was bummed when I initially got the news that Horner was getting sent down, um, but I was a little more uh, receptive to that news once I realized it, it was coming off the heels of David Bodie being named that starter at first base. I'm, I'm happy, or second base, excuse me. Um, so I'm happy for that. I think that's a good, a good move and uh, something I'm. I'm not necessarily had it been just like, yeah, we're starting Eric Silgart. We don't trust Bodie or Horner there at second base. I would have had some questions, but I, I, I can get behind this at least for the moment. Uh, another big question, obviously we kind of touched on it, but uh, 
Edward Alzali going to the rotation over Alec Mills. I don't make too much into this. I think you could have really slid either one of them in there, but I think it's good that the Cubs have identified that Edward Alzali should be in this rotation. Alec Mills should fill some type of, you know, utility role, swingman role more so. He fits that profile, and he seems like the type of guy whose stuff plays well to, you know, coming in and maybe just having an inning or two of work or being able to use him multiple times over a couple days for an inning or two. His stuff fits that more so than Edwards does. Um, I think Al is a guy that seems to grow and get stronger as games go on because he's building that confidence, that slider is working a little bit better. Um, we did see some see him get into some game action and looked a lot better. I'm, I've been really encouraged what I've seen from Al Zalai and, and uh, Jake Arrieta as well, as well as Trevor Williams too. All three of those guys have been a lot better. We'll touch more on the Cubs rotation in the third and final segment of the show, but I just, uh, I'm, I'm very glad Al Zalai is getting that shot. And then finally, to wrap up these roster decisions, obviously, uh, Jock Peterson, his eighth home run this spring training, has been on fire and is really starting to make an interesting case about letting Jock Peterson start every day in left field. It does seem like, I mean, from all intents and purposes, it sounds like the Cubs are going to give him that shot. Why wouldn't you at this point? He's clearly one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. Um, You know, hopefully that carries over when the games start counting. But, um, you know, if we're getting some type of version of this Jack Peterson, who's, you know, on pace to hit somewhere probably close to 30, 40 home runs, if he were to keep hitting at this clip, obviously he's not going (laughs) to, he's not going to get close to double digit home runs every month. But obviously if, if, Jack Peterson's going to hit the long ball quite a bit for the Cubs this year. That's some good news for them. So um, I'm excited. This team uh, looking like a lot of fun. They're fighting it back in a lot of these spring training games. They keep coming back. They were down 6 nothing in a game a couple days ago and came back to tie it up at 8-8 apiece. I think they ended up losing to the Rangers 12-8. But, um, you know, we're, we're seeing these guys fight and have some walk-off wins. Obviously, Rafael Ortega had a walk-off grand slam to start off the spring training. Um, this Cubs team has played well and, and won games and, and, and looks like a solid team. I'm excited to see what happens when we start, you know, seeing these games count but at least for the moment right now the cubs have their 26-man roster pretty much set and ready to go for opening day this thursday and i uh i couldn't be more excited to see uh uh, kyle hendricks take the mound here thursday hey lockdown fans bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but nba college basketball and the nhl are in full swing Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real updates on odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use the mobile app device to sign up today and receive 50% off on a welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. If you haven't yet, check out Locked On Today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Hosted by Peter Bukowski, he updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. It's pretty cool. Basically, Pete is handling this daily podcast where he's, I think he's actually the Locked On Packers host. He's doing this daily show now where he's talking about all the major sports news that's happened, you know, the last day within 20 minutes, obviously a weekend series or a weekend, there's going to be a couple different updates, but what's cool is it's giving some of the other lockdown hosts a chance to jump on and kind of share a quick minute or two segment about like specifically what's going on with their team or why it's important. You know, I know when uh, the Cardinals made their deal for Nolan Arenado, Lucas Smith from the lockdown Cardinals podcast jumped on and talked about that. Um, 
really cool stuff. So check out the Lockdown Today podcast, one of the things Lockdown's really pushing right now. And it's it's a great show, so definitely check that out. But here in this second segment, we're talking extensions. Uh, we talked a lot about Javier Baez last week and how we thought that it seemed like there was if there were momentum building for someone to sign an extension, it felt like Baez. That's completely flipped on his head. It's, it's Anthony Rizzo right now, and it feels like Anthony Rizzo and the Cubs are getting relatively closer. John Heyman put out a tweet, I believe last Friday, talking about how Rizzo and the Cubs had had extension talks and the Cubs had offered an extension to Rizzo. Heyman does say there's a gap between the numbers and that Rizzo's looking for a little bit more, but he spoke on the Moley and Hall show today. I said Moley and Haney at the top of the show. Obviously, David Hall is filling in now. It's Mike Mulligan and David Hall on the morning show for the score here. But uh, he was talking with Moley and Hall specifically about just, yeah, what exactly is going on with this extension talk? What does this mean for Rizzo and the Cubs if they're talking where this extension lies? Uh, Heyman in a tweet, the Cubs are still working on possible on a possible Anthony Rizzo extension and would love to get it done. While there's no likelihood for a new deal anytime soon for Baez or Bryant, as just said on Molly and Haw, all three are eligible for free agency at the end of this year. So it sounds like there's growing expectation, at least on the Cubs side, that Rizzo and them are going to come to some type of extension, which makes a lot of sense. Now, it doesn't seem like any deal is coming anytime too soon for Baez and Bryant, though. And that's kind of interesting. We're getting, there were some rumors floated out shortly after, too, that it doesn't seem like there's as much growing, I guess, optimism about an extension with Baez. I don't know what exactly that means, but in a tweet from, Ble- uh, tweet from Bleacher Nation kind of summarizing what uh, Heyman had said on 670 The Score, Heyman says Rizzo talks could possibly leak into the season. Talks are serious. Rizzo would like to get a nine-figure deal per Heyman, but the Cubs haven't gotten there yet. A decent chance it gets done, but the surprise was that he doesn't see any deal getting done with Baez, at least any time too soon. Bryant, we've obviously heard pretty much nothing in that front it's going to stay silent for a moment I think in that regard the Cubs will probably have to see how he does this season and maybe closer throughout the season and maybe make that decision but I I think there's still a shot I still think there's an opportunity for Brian to come back and play for this Cubs team and I think the Cubs and them want to make it happen I just think they're also concerned about paying three guys like superstars um you know, that's a concern. But I think the first guy you had to lock up was Anthony Rizzo. So I think that's great that they're working towards that right now. Um, what does that mean for us in the future? It sounds like a Rizzo extension should be expected in the relative, you know, soon. <laughs> soon coming. I don't know however you want to explain that as. It sounds like an extension is getting close, but the Cubs haven't quite gotten to the number that Rizzo wants. Maybe they come to an agreement beforehand. But it did seem like Rizzo... Um, did want to try and get an extension done before the season started. It didn't seem like he was quite as open to Baez being, you know, who said he would be he would be willing to negotiate throughout the season. So clearly, I think they're trying to get this extension done with Rizzo to get that done and out of the way, and then immediately try and figure out something, hopefully with Baez then. But they know that Baez will still negotiate with them for the next, you know, into the season, which obviously starts in four days. So, um, you know, if you've got a guy that says he needs this done now, obviously it's going to take precedent seems like Rizzo and the Cubs are getting closer and that's it's never bad news but it is a little concerning when you talk about what could happen if they do decide to extend to Rizzo I I hope that doesn't mean that talks with Baez are officially closed or there's no chance that Bryant comes back I doubt that's the case but I could see the Cubs wanting to make sure and ensure maybe they're going to get more fans coming into Wrigley Field this year to maybe feel a little more comfortable paying some of these guys now should they have to do that absolutely not we've talked about this a million times over the Cubs have more than enough money to be able to go sign these three guys and and do that and be probably just fine 
but uh, they don't want to do that. They don't want to pay these all these guys long term. It's tough to keep young guys like this long term, especially when all their deals are coming up at once. Uh, we, we know everyone knows the situation at this point. It's just kind of now we're getting to the point where decisions are going to have to be made. But I think everyone can breathe a sigh of relief knowing that the Cubs and Rizzo are getting closer to an extension because I think that's that's the guy no one wants to see leave. I don't think anyone wants to see any of these guys leave. But if Anthony Rizzo leaves his team, I think it's hard to sell. You're not rebuilding at this point. So some relatively good news on the Rizzo front, hopefully for more news um, on some of these extensions with Baez, maybe something on Chris Bryant would be nice. Um, you know, we'll have to see what's going on with Wilson Contreras. It doesn't seem like the Cubs are quite as motivated to get something done with uh, with uh, Wilson Contreras, which makes sense, obviously. Another year of control, trying to take care of those guys who become free agents after this season should be the priority. And it seems like that's what's happening now. Let's hope they can come together in some deal and Rizzo can stay with the Cubs forever. Hey guys, Sean Sears here from Locked On Cubs to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is one of the best tasting browsing bars I've ever had. I know I talk to you guys about this all the time, but Built Bar is not only one of the best tasting protein bars with flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake. It's a new one I've been trying. Uh, those are all new flavors, but they've got their original flavors too, like peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie. I love mint brownie. That's been my breakfast of choice the last couple of years, or a couple of years, a couple of months now. But the bars are 100% covered in chocolate, super easy to chew, soft. But the best thing about them is they're healthy. They're great for the health conscious guy, uh, losing weight, whether that's losing, maintaining weight, it's a nice treat to indulge yourself with. They're low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein. It's great for the keto diet if you're trying to lose weight during uh, quarantine here right now. But take, for instance, the uh, cherry baraka. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. That is incredibly healthy for you. Is good for you, obviously, but also tastes really good. It's a nice snack to have throughout the day. It's better than me chewing on, like, I don't know, a donut. I'm a big fan of goldfish and chips and crackers. It's nice to be able to just eat one of these protein bars. I'm relatively full. I don't snack throughout the day, and I'm ready to eat dinner later on in the day. It's nice. I don't spoil my meal, and my girlfriend doesn't get mad at me when I don't want to eat the dinner she just made. But <laughs> Built Bar has the promo code locked on to get yourself 20% off your next order. So you head to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on. You save yourself 20% off your next order of Built Bars. They're delicious, they're nutritious, they're easy to bring anywhere on the go, great snack for work from home. Head to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, save yourself 20% off, and give these guys a shout-out. They've been doing awesome work for the Lockdown Network and are making some of the best protein bars you'll ever have. The Lockdown MLB Division Preview Series continues on the Lockdown MLB today. Every episode from now until the 31st features an in-depth look at each team in every division. It's all on the Lockdown MLB podcast feed right now. Follow Lockdown MLB on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So full division coverage, uh, specifically uh, our our channel leader, Sean Woodley, asked us all to record about a five to seven minute video talking about some of like the bigger points of the season. We've all shared that. And then now Sean has condensed them all into about a 30 minute podcast for each team, which is pretty cool um, for each division. Excuse me. So check that out on the lockdown will be podcast feed. Now, if you're looking to hear more about the divisions, you'll hear them from myself and all the other central crew that we've heard throughout the week, but as well as um, all the experts and all of our other teams throughout each division. So check that out. But here in the third and final segment, just a couple quick things to touch on. Tommy Lastella was playing the Cubs, obviously, with the Giants now. Um, 
while Rizzo was mic'd up on the marquee broadcast, Listella, uh, Rizzo asked him after Listella got to first base if he had said anything to say to the Cubs fans, and he leaned into Rizzo's mic and said, hey, Cubs fans, love you. I'm sorry I sucked, sunk as a Cub. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just makes what we love about Tommy Listella just more adamantly in love with him. He's just a funny guy. Uh, he's, he's right. He did kind of hit the crap out of the baseball a couple years after he left the Cubs, which is a bummer. Uh, but good for him. Good to see Tommy Listella figuring things out and still having that rapport with a guy like Riz at first base. It was fun to see. Um, the only thing I wanted to touch on, Eno Saris from The Athletic uh, put out an article of 10 of his most bold predictions for the 2021 season. And one of the most bold predictions on that list was that he believes the Cubs rotation will give up the fewest runs in the NL Central this year. He's talking specifically about this new stack called Command Plus, as well as the idea behind quality of stuff. And basically what these are is just a collective metric on each rotation to decide in baseball who's commanding their pitches and who's putting out quality starts or who's putting out quality stuff, excuse me, between those two. And then the average is built together. So far right now, the Cubs have the highest of this command plus quality of stuff plus statistic in the National League. The only team slightly better than right now is the Twins. The Cubs in this metric are 106.5, the Twins at 107.5. One of the bigger things, though, here is the Cubs were one of the higher teams last year rated in that quality of stuff as well as command plus last year. This year, they're still relatively high up on that list, partially probably because of Kyle Hendricks, Zach Davies, to some extent Jake Arrieta too, but the Cubs have the highest command plus out of any team in baseball right now. They're probably going to collectively have a rotation that could average around 90, 89, 90 miles per hour on their fastballs. But because this team has so much control of their pitches and understands how to utilize those pitches, they're saying that the Cubs rotation could end up being able to decrease a lot of their run totals because it's going to get hard for them to get hit hard. Um, and that kind of plays with what the Cubs have been doing this year. We're seeing them kind of the approach they took with the starting rotation. All of these guys at outside of maybe Adbert Alzali attack the lower end of the strike zone or the bottom half of the strike zone with a lot of off-speed, change-up, slider, sinker combination type pitches that are meant to play off each other but also induce soft contact. Uh, the Cubs are also instilling probably one of the best defensive groups they've had behind their uh, pitchers, especially in the infield that they've, they've ever assembled, really, especially with uh, the Nico Horner, you know, even without Nico Horner, putting David Bodie there, still really solid. Takes a little bit of a hit without Horner there, but Bodie's still a solid defender. So you can see how this is all kind of making sense, but Sars thinks that that combination of being able to command their pitches as well as uh, just knowing that their stuff is pretty solid, especially in the bullpen, too. That's a big thing as well, the bullpen, and that helps a lot, too. But this is specifically the rotation for the Cubs. Um, all that come together, coming together, it does kind of translate to teams not hitting the Cubs very hard, hitting, in, hitting a lot of ground balls and do a lot of double plays, and the Cubs, you know, kind of trading outs in that regard for, you know, pitchers locating the bottom half of that strike zone. So that's that's really kind of the approach here. And I, I, I'm excited to see if that plays out. Obviously, Fangraphs has the Cubs pitching depth charts ranked as the third worst in all of baseball. And that has a lot to do with the Cubs 
not having anyone in the rotation outside of maybe Al Zalai who throws above 94 miles an hour on a consistent basis. The Cubs could easily have one of the slowest throwing rotations in baseball this year and possibly in the last 20 years. But it's all about where they're locating those pitches, how strong those pitches are, and how well they're playing off each other. And each one of these guys in this rotation has pitches that do exactly that. So I'm excited to see what exactly this means. Is it going to help the Cubs? Is this an issue? This is exactly why a lot of projection systems are saying they aren't trusting the Cubs, where someone smart like Saris, um, who we used to write for Baseball Prospectus, a very smart baseball mind, very well respected in this community. Uh, he's making this prediction and even saying this is probably one of the most bold predictions he's made in this entire list. It's kind of crazy because the Cubs on paper don't look that great, but on paper <laughs> seem to have great command and control of their stuff. And if you're talking about what this rotation is ultimately trying to do, locate in the bottom half of the strike zone, induce soft contact, and let their defense take care of those outs. They're not going to throw the ball very hard, but if they're locating their pitches and their stuff stays about where people are expecting it to be, it's going to be really hard to tee up the Cubs. This is where this Cubs team is going to hope for their best. They're hoping their strength is is quite literally here on their defense with the rotation relying on that defense to convert outs. That's really what they're hoping for because the Cubs offense, if it returns to career norms and Jock Peterson continues to slam baseballs as he has the spring training, they should be able to score some runs. If the Cubs can limit teams to three, four, sometimes five runs in a game, this team should be able to keep pace with that, assuming the offense comes back to where we've expected them to. This is the biggest thing, and that's why I highlighted this stat here from Eno Saris, just because if the Cubs are able to do exactly what he's projecting them to do, there's a really good shot that the Cubs have a chance of winning this division and being a much better team than we were expecting to be in 2021. I think this is what it all comes down to. So, um, we will have to see if it translates to anything more than the Cubs having some pretty good defense. Um, there's going to be, of course, be outings where guys are shelled. That's going to happen. But at least the way things are constructed right now, the Cubs rotation should be able to control some of that hard contact and maybe turn those into turn that soft contact into outs. That's the plan. But that will do it here for today's episode of Locked On Cubs. We appreciate you guys sticking around here. Uh, more episodes later this week, we should be talking with Ryan Davis. Uh, we'll get his thoughts before the season starts on Thursday. I believe we might be having a guest this week. I can't. I haven't officially confirmed them, but I'm hoping to have a guest on this week before the season starts. But um, baseball's back starting Thursday. We can't wait. We'll have a podcast out for you guys Thursday morning. We'll be recapping the game shortly after Friday, and then you know. Starting Monday, we'll have games to recap every day, so it'll be fun. But we appreciate you guys sticking around. If you have not yet, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use, whether that's Google, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn App, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe in the five-star review. And make sure you're following us on Twitter at LockdownCubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. But you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and as always, go Cubs.